0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Dr. Catherine Athens, a psychologist who helps us see the bigger picture of life, which really brings us to some simple solutions. Today, Dr. Athens joins us to help us deal with the violence, the shootings that have been going on in this recent past all too frequently. Let's get right to the learning now. Dr. Catherine Athens, it's so great to be able to welcome you back once again.
1: Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be with you, you know, uh, and hello to everybody who's listening.
0: Yes, well, I hope they are listening really wholeheartedly today. Um, we always, you know, the last couple of conversations we've had has been about our, uh, how we think about things, particularly in a time of pandemic, how to take good care of ourselves, how to be healthy in the midst of this, particularly mentally healthy. And now in the midst of this, we're not through the pandemic by any means, yet we have all this violence going on, all these shootings. And uh, it's that feels like its own epidemic as to the numbers that we're seeing. So we need to, to know how to deal with this, how to navigate this. So is there any kind of a simple solution, Dr. Athens?
1: Well, I think maybe uh, not a simple solution, but many simple tools to understand, you know, what's going on uh, and to try and help on many levels. One, no one person can take this on. It's, It's too emotionally draining and traumatizing to to join with this in any way. So um, whatever people can do, I recommend uh, maybe doing some volunteer work in another area to give back to society as part of trying to help with this. Understand that people, who do these shootings are emotionally ill have not been able to work out their emotional illness in any other way and have become very frustrated and are angry but that anger has nothing to do with you uh the listener you know and to not take it on in that way to make sure that Uh, you and me, that we are doing our best to be kind to others during the day, um, to be kind to ourselves, to keep ourselves in good health, to read things that are uplifting, to turn the TV off, to go outside, to take a walk, maybe to sit under a tree, to realize that you know, the earth is good, it's going around, it's producing, and that uh, you and I can, can call our various representatives and say, hey, we need to alleviate some of this pain. It looks like a lot of people are in pain. What sorts of things can we do as a community? What sorts of things can we do as a society? Uh, to help alleviate some of this pain, to help to, to begin to delineate it before people become violent and start killing people, because it certainly has become epidemic, and it shows the frustration of people who have been locked up, you know, shelter in place, uh, the frustration of their perhaps losing their job, losing their, their life's work. I know so many people have gone bankrupt here in California, and it's not okay, you know, getting the kind of uh, monetary help as well as emotional help. I know there are hotlines to talk to, so <clears throat> pardon me if you feel overwhelmed, uh, there are community hotlines uh, that where you can talk to people, where you can get out your frustration. But the important thing is not to take this on personally and to do other things that, for instance, the gyms are open now. Go to the gym. Um, go on hikes. Um, maybe take some people with you on hikes to have a healthy experience. Uh, There are anti-violence leagues, perhaps donate some time and or some money to be helpful there. So there are many things that each of us can do to help combat this pandemic of violence that's going on.
0: So it's really important to how we focus ourselves to not let that create fear where we are just uh, ourselves a walking time bomb is to not let that really overpower our hearts and our minds.
1: Exactly. Exactly. If we can separate that and say, you know, this comes from a person who's very disturbed, who's very ill, and I am not ill or disturbed. I need to take care of myself, but I, I am not that person. So to not connect in that way, but to say, gee, <clears throat> perhaps there's something I can do in some way to be of service to uh, an organization in the community that does work with people to prevent violence and to um, serve underserved communities that may be overstressed because of the pandemic and because of the lack of funds, you know, so there are things that one can do to be of service and to be helpful, but also to remain, to understand that the number one responsibility of you is you and to make sure you're living a good life. And part of that is to do some volunteering uh, in some charitable organization. And there are an awful lot of organizations that need volunteers, that need help, that need donations, that need interest, that need support, that need community support. So one way of dealing this is to find, find those organizations that you can support and give to in one way or another, whatever you can give. So number one is taking care of yourself and your loved ones and talking to them. Are they stressed? Do they need support right now? Are there things they haven't been talking about that are bothering them? To make sure that you do that with your family and your um, extended family to be of support and to be there to refer people, you know, to social services. To uh, in California, in social services, if you go in and you don't have money, they immediately give you, well, within a day or two, a food card and usually the food card is about 160 to $80 a month, and you can immediately go buy food. So that may be one of the stressors that is occurring for people, and people don't know that they can get this help from their agencies. Um, and people don't know where to go. As you mentioned, the library can tell you and so, I definitely would ask people to to go to the library, ask the librarian or reference librarian when you can, where you can get this. Uh, being hungry is not something that anybody really needs to be. There's lots of food. We have food banks all over the Bay Area and in California, and um, you know, people are donating to them, and many people have survive the pandemic by using the food bank, even if they've never used it before, it's been available to people to help. So that that is one less stressor uh, during this stressful time.
0: Because even if people have managed to, to work to maybe it's just to a degree, th- they need to have supplementation. So, being aware that that's available uh, and that there's no judgment about that, you know, not to even allow that to enter your mind as to what might people think.
1: Well, exactly. And we've had so many people who've gone to the food bank and said, I've never had to use this before. Or we've had people who have delivered food to people who had never had to use this service before. And to not feel embarrassed, to not feel bad. And also what's happened is that through this, people make connections with other people. And one of the things that's important for our mental and emotional health is to be connected to others, to not be isolated. And this is something... That has been a benefit of people going to food banks and people having to have food delivered that they start meeting someone. Maybe they've been in their house and not really talked to anybody much for several months. You know, And that's so isolating and depressing. And, and so this has inadvertently been a way to reconnect
0: people. Exactly. So yes, reach out, uh, uh, touching on the library, they're open to a degree, but the phone lines are open during mostly business hours. So uh, making a call is is a, certainly a, a way to reach out.
1: In- oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, making a call, even calling information and finding out where your local social service office is. And if you don't know, go to the public hospital and say, where are social services? I need some services. And that's why we have them, you know, for these kinds of, of um, situations. And so I wouldn't feel humiliated or embarrassed. I'd feel that this is something that everybody has paid into for yes. these kinds of emergency services. And your hospital also, your your public hospital, will know where these services are and can direct you to a social worker who can help figure out what services you might need and where you can obtain those services.
0: So with this really barrage of violence that has uh, erupted so much more so it seems in the the last, uh, in the recent past, uh, certainly the last month and recent months. Because there's so much of it happening, there could be people who really begin to worry about uh, how often it's happening, and it could happen to me. How did How do you deal with worry? Uh, Is there something we can do to really uh, challenge ourselves with that kind of thinking?
1: Absolutely. You know, the, the number one antidote to worry is to bring yourself present. We talk about mindfulness, but to ground yourself with your feet on the ground, to pay attention to the now, to... There are exercises, there are meditations, there are affirmations to bring you to present time. And when you are in the present, you can't worry about anything because it, it doesn't happen that way. But to really spend time on being in the now, on doing uh, short meditation, short affirmation, short exercises, short grounding exercises, uh, even short meditations of, of uh, breathing from three breaths to two breaths to one breath, paying attention to your breath. So bringing yourself back to the present moment is the antidote for worry and fear. And it's very important that we use the, our skills to do that because we've all got to go out to the market or sometimes the mall, and that's part of what we have to do as being, you know, in this society. And we can't afford the worry, because worry basically doesn't allow you to, one, digest your food, two, to relax, three, to sleep very well, to function very well um, because our thinking processes don't work well when we're afraid. They work well when we are present and our judgment doesn't work well. So there's a lot that we can do to bring ourselves to the present now and then understand that we can make good decisions and that as long as we stay present, then we will function well and we can meet any emergency if that should be the case that comes to us.
0: And so with all that you mentioned about what worry does, it doesn't help, for one thing, and it can cause so much distress and disease in our body.
1: It does, and it can. It really creates a poison in the body, poison in the bloodstream. Uh, Oftentimes we can up our blood pressure because we have worry. Uh, We can uh, up our heart rate, which is not good. Uh, We basically lower our body's ability to fight off disease when we worry. Um it's just, just an anti-health kind of thing. And so learning how to remain present without worry and grounded, I tell people go, you know, take your shoes off. If you don't have a backyard, go to the park, take your shoes off, walk on the grass, feel your foot on the earth, on the grass breathe with that and that is a very important exercise for grounding and for being present and that also is a good way to begin to lower your blood pressure, uh, lower your heart rate, uh, allow your body to relax so it can function. You know, a body that's stressed and worried doesn't digest food. The food will just sit there and won't digest, and then it becomes toxic. And then we have another issue is that our body is toxified, and as our body is toxified, we have less ability to fight off disease, and that, that would uh, promote disease. And so it's important all the things about being present really relaxing, uh, being in the now, are anti-illness techniques as well.
0: And considering all we have is now, so, you know, it's cliche to maybe say yesterday's gone and tomorrow isn't happening, we just have now, to to just uh, really embrace that and see that that is a just... A, an important and great antidote.
1: Exactly. I I used to have the expression in school: "Trite is true." <laughs> you know. So if it's hackneyed, it's probably true. And all we do have is now everything else is a delusion or an illusion. And really, you know, when we have these hindsight. Hindsight is always, you know, the most perfect science because we can make it into anything we want. And foresight generally stimulates worry. What do I do? What do I do? And if we're staying present, we have the capability of doing what we need to do in the present. We have the tools. And so, understanding that moment by moment, we do have the tools that we need to function and be successful. In our life, in the present, because we're not living in the future, and we're not really living in the past. It's it's important to remember that as a way of saying, okay, I'm willing to do what it takes to be present. I'm willing to do what it takes uh, to take care of myself, to calm, to be calm.
0: And it seems to me by having that presence of mind just to be fully here. We're aware of our surroundings. So that I think is a degree of comfort and safety is you're just fully present.
1: Exactly. Exactly. If you're aware of your surroundings and you're fully present, then you have a basis. If you are somewhere then you can be somewhere else. But when uh, one is not or worrying about the past or worrying about the future, then you're really kind of nowhere and not being observant and not able to function at your best and not able to take care of yourself at your best.
0: Mm -hmm. So it it really comes down to... uh, pretty much simplicity about how we go about our life. What will also help is what we do in terms of our time and media, whether it's print media or videos or the news. What can you share with us about how to deal with that, Dr. Athens?
1: Well, I am a big proponent on people. And now, because we have the device, there are all kinds of music. We can receive all kinds of books, of poetry, of literature. And if we're not interested in reading, we can download uh, apps that have audiobooks with inspiring stories. I like to talk to people about getting inspired, which means putting the fire inside of you. Uh, in the new book, Love I Am, uh, I quote from, from Frankel, who is a gentleman who was a psychologist, and he went through World War II, and his family was mostly destroyed by the Nazis, and he was in a concentration camp himself. And he talks about what they did to survive that situation. And he talks about the fact they had theater, they had song, they um, had humor, and humor is huge as well to get through different situations. And I know for myself, when I was in school and really having a hard time, I would open up Viktor Frankl and just read a little bit from his book, Man in His Search for Meaning, and I would get fortified. I would get inspired that I could do it too if he survived that horrible, horrible, uh, unspeakable uh, experience day after day. If he survived with humor and with interest and with wisdom and came out with kindness, then I could survive, too. And I think that's very important for people to have inspirational books. And his book has been a huge inspiration for me. And I invite people in, in to read uh, small philosophy books. I know that in college we all read Khalil Gibran, the prophet. And even though it's hackneyed, uh, it's a wonderful book it's simple to read and it's very inspiring and it helps us redefine ourselves as human beings on the earth and in this life so finding those kinds of books and they can be audio books they can be videos are is very important for us especially now as we're going through this, huge transformation hopefully of who we are and what we're about that this can be a great support for people
0: that is really powerful and that's a, such a, a great tool is to find that kind of inspiration certainly victor frankl that it, it that in his life in itself, you know, living through such a horrific time and still maintaining that very positive outlook and, and stay and surviving the, those death camps is, is a, a really great image for us that we choose. We have that choice of what we want to dwell and think on, and we're going to create that better life for ourselves.
1: Exactly, and you mentioned choice, and I think that's so important because so many people don't know they have a choice. They don't understand that they are the ones who are choosing, and that's where being present and conscious are vital because as you're present and conscious, you have the ability to choose what you think about, what you feel, I tell people that happiness is a choice, and certainly Viktor Frankl showed us that in his life, and that you can choose to be happy no matter what is going around, pardon me, around you, no matter what, and that it is a choice to be happy or unhappy, and learning how to do this choice, learning how to be happy is a wonderful activity for this time period. And that alone will help to separate you from this horrible violence that's going on. And it will also teach you that you have more uh, dominion over yourself than you realize. And it's vital, I think, because so many people at the beginning of the pandemic called me up and said, I'm going to die. It's horrible. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to die. And I had them come in and said, well, you know, everybody's going to die. But what's really bothering you is it seems like you feel like you're a victim, like you have no choice. And so teaching people how to have a choice reading about people who chose, you know, uh, our beautiful baseball player, Hank Aaron. What an amazing human being who played ball and all he went through uh, to continue to play baseball and be really good at it. He didn't run and hide because people called him names or made fun of him. He got up and he hit a home run. You know,
0: right? Yes. Yes, making those conscious choice, being present in the now, we can do that. And we're going to look forward. You have a new book coming out, so we'll have a chance to talk again in in the very near future. I hope about your new book, Love I Am.
1: Thank you so much. Yes, it's, uh, I decided we needed more love. And so I decided to put it together, and it came out really well. And I quote a lot of different kinds of, of uh, people uh, who have, have comments that are very helpful about love. And just remember that the more love you generate, the more love you have, and the more love you give, the more love you receive. Love is not a quantity where there is scarcity. And it's important for people to begin to practice that. And in the book, I do an exercise on generating love and what that generates in return. And it's kind of surprising what happens. So I invite people to start right now, sending love to that poor person Who had to shoot people to get attention, Mm -hmm. you know, to understand how sad and pathetic that is, that that's going on. But send love, don't send hatred. Um, Emmett Fox, who was uh, a unity minister, um, I guess he was a minister in the Science of Mind Church, said, If you could love enough, you will be the most powerful person in the world. So I think it's important to think about that.
0: Absolutely. Well, you have given us so much food for thought and so many practical ideas to incorporate into our life, Dr. Athens. I so greatly appreciate you. Thank you so greatly for your time and your wisdom.
1: Uh, It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I'm wishing everybody well. And I guess we'll end it by saying love to everybody. And let's see what happens. Do an experiment. Start generating your love and start sending it out. When you go to the supermarket, start sending it out to the people in the supermarket. When you're walking down the street, start sending it out to the people on the street and see what happens. Just see what happens. See how your life is different. And I look forward to being with you again. Thank you again for having me and just wishing everyone well.
0: It has been wonderful. Many thanks.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: And that brings us to the end of this very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Katherine Athens and Sunday Morning Magazine with Judy Battalion. and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of feeling empowered as we live in the moment. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.